Hey everybody, welcome to the August 27th, 2021 edition of the Overdrive Radio Podcast. I'm Todd Dills, your host as usual for today, but the reporting we'll hear comes from a different source today. That'd be the intrepid Overdrive news editor and customer rig specialist, Matt Cole, who conducted all of this conversations you'll hear today at the Shell Rotella Super Rigs event this year in the Chicago area. It wrapped up right at the tail end of last month, and the five truck owners you'll hear are as diverse as the owner-operator community. From a small fleet grain hauler and custom products purveyor, to a one-truck step-decker, a growing small fleet heavy hauler, and this fine owner, who's grown his own business from one truck since the time I met him way back in 2007, at the truck show of the Midwest Truckers in Peoria, Illinois. This is Dave Marty of Dave Marty Trucking. Uh, we're in Forest, Illinois. We haul fuel in the Midwest here um, every day. A lot of petroleum products, uh, gas for Casey's, and bio for pilot truck stops, love truck stops. Uh, keeps us busy and gets us home every night. Um, this is a 389 glider kit that I bought in 2020. It's got a 3406 cat, 13 speed transmission, and 336 rears, 262 inch wheelbase with a 48 inch bunk on it. Uh, try and stay with the glider kits, they're not making them no more, so this is one of the last ones. But uh, they hold up well, we can work on them still without a computer um, most of the time, and we have really good luck with them. So I've got five glider kits and, and three older trucks. So um, we like to, to keep our trucks up and uh, make them last for a long time. So we still got the first one I bought is still running today with a million and a half miles on it. And it's just as good as this new one sitting behind me as far as I'm concerned when you drive it. Dave Marty is no doubt the consummate professional. His thoughts always well considered and maintenance prowess having served him well over the last decade, no doubt. He had a message for me when Matt talked to him at Super Rigs too. Tell Todd I said hi. Yeah, you might want that. Tell him he needs to get out once in a while. Turns out Dave was at Walcott earlier in July too, just not with the truck that he showed at Super Rigs, about which you'll hear a little bit more shortly. I was of course at Walcott myself, as regular listeners will know. Next time, Dave. Next time. Anyways, in today's podcast, you'll hear Dave Marty and uh, four other owners' answers to two questions Matt teed up, among others, about their businesses. Both asked owners to look into the future, forecast prospects and plans five years ahead, given the current market and business plans in place. The other question had all to do with technology. Alternative powertrains like the electric drive trucks we're seeing trickle into the short-haul market, natural gas power elsewhere, and those increasingly automated driver assist features that continue to proliferate. The responses are certainly illuminating in terms of where we are in small trucking today and where we might well one day end up, hopefully with bedrock profitability intact. Before I hand it off to Marty to start us down that road, here's a brief word from Overdrive Radio's sponsors. Synchrony Car Care is a robust program built for your business and your customers. We offer drivers a way to pay for the services and parts they need today, but there's so much more to Synchrony Car Care. We treat your customers as an extension of your brand, and we don't take it lightly. We're committed to a simple application and fair terms. Let us help drive traffic and drive success for your business. You can find them at SynchronyBusiness.com slash car care. First Guard provides commercial truck insurance to leased owner-operators done right. As we've done for more than 80 years, we provide physical damage and non-trucking. Many companies make you pay up to six months of insurance premiums up front, but not First Guard. 
We bill monthly, so you get quality insurance without needing to pay a lot of cash up front. Go to firstguard.com. That's one S T guard.com. First Guard, we speak trucker. Let's talk. This is a 3406 cat, 550 horse. Um, we like our cats. We got some Detroits, they're a good motor too, but we really like our cats. So if we can build them with a cat, we do. We do. How many miles you got on it? This has got 135,000 miles on it. And uh, in 2020, uh, April, we put it to work, sat around for a little bit because of COVID, and then we really put it to work. All right. And uh, being in the fuel business, um, you know, I know out west, especially with all the wild cars and everything, they're struggling with fuel shortages and stuff. Um, what are you seeing here in the Midwest as far as all that goes? Well, trucking changes every day of some sort, and you got to stay up with it. And in the Midwest, uh, they've had some problems with uh, driver shortage. Uh, a lot of people in this industry are getting older and starting to retire just because of the regs, regulations, and everything. But there's still there's still available drivers uh, if you got a good uh, workforce and a place of to work where they can make good money, drive good equipment, and get home. Uh, I don't have too much trouble with drivers. Um, and uh, I've seen some shortages, some stations out at times and stuff. That's kind of going on a lot of places. Not as much in our world, but it is happening. And uh, so if someone wants to get into trucking, you've, uh, you've got to have a little bit more uh, conscious of what you're doing with the hazmat part. But once you learn it uh, around us, we do it every day. So it's kind of like riding a bike, but there's a lot to it. But you do get home every day. You see your family every night. You sleep in your bed every night. Start the next day and do it all over. When Mr. Matt Cole asked Marty about change in the foreseeable future, broadly speaking in trucking and for his business in particular, Dave's response reflected the generally upbeat tone of many in attendance in terms of basic freight and rates opportunity. Well, there's a lot of safety in every uh, thing going on on the road. And uh, I, I don't see the industry changing that much besides uh, more dedication to good quality uh, companies because uh, there's a lot of freight you know everything's changed to the internet we all know that and that all gets shipped to you whether it's toilet paper or Christmas gifts what it is people are getting it at their doorstep and that means transportation so there might be more delivery things more available for people to go to work and the people to um, build a relationship and, and a company but they're still always gonna need trucks as far as I'm concerned and the prospects for electric powertrains Marty said he saw a transition coming, albeit one that would likely be slow to materialize. Well, the newer engines has come a long ways, and, and right, right at first, with anything, you have a lot of problems to see if it works or not. So I don't think it's going to come as fast as they want it to come. It's going to be here. Uh, I just look at it that uh, 10 years ago, everything I had in my shop was run off an of air compressor, and I don't have anything besides pumping a tire up and the biggest impact I have that I need the air compressor for. Everything's battery powered. And it's great. You don't have the hose, easy. So I think electric is going to be here. I'm not up on the natural gas part, but um, it's going to take a while to develop enough to have enough batteries for everybody and to stay away from all the little things. And the other thing that, that I think uh, everybody likes these electric cars and everything, but when we get enough of them, they're not paying road use tax and somebody's going to start taxing them and they're not going to be quite as good a deal as they are today. So there's a lot of hidden things that they don't want you to know about that you need to know if you're going to buy one um, because it's going to change over the future. And being in the petroleum hauling business, um, you know, how do you feel like the you know, electric is going to affect your business down the road? Well, it's, it's here a little bit now and uh, I'm in a farming community 
and uh, I don't think it's going to hit the farming community until it takes off in the big cities. And the, the customer that we haul for is still growing gas stations, so until they quit building $2 million, $3 million gas stations, I'm not going to worry about my trucking business. Yeah. Tell me your name, name your business, and, and uh, make them out the truck. My name's Clayton Driscoll. My business is CNC Logistics. I have a 2018 Kenworth W900. I've been trucking for 24 years and just wanted to build something that was nice. I mean, I've always had nice trucks, but I bought this brand new one and started doing stuff that I wanted to do to it and put my own twist on it. And this is what we ended up with. Well, I, I do a lot of oil fields, so weren't sure how far we were going to go with it, going to the rigs and down the lease roads and all that. But it, uh, it just evolved from that. We just decided to go ahead and pull the trigger and do some custom stuff to it. And, yeah, it's working out. It's we uh, built this truck in uh, memory of my dad, and the name of the truck is That's My Job. He trucked a lot of his life. He did the hot, he was in the hot shot industry back in the, you know, in the 80s. He did that, and then he moved on to doing other stuff, but he was in trucking for quite a while. We do about 100,000 miles a year, all directional tools. Um, oil fields kind of slowed down, so we looked at other aspects. I got some brokers that I work for, and. I pretty much haul a bunch of random stuff. I mean, it can, you know, whatever the the broker might have at the time and the rate, you know, it just depends on what's going on. So, but we go all over 48 states. So. When COVID hit and the shockwaves were sent throughout the world of freight last year, not least in the oil field, that's for sure, Driscoll was a two truck owner. He's back to just one of his own for CNC Logistics after that experience, but when Cole asked about where he saw the business looking out five or more years into the future, here's what the owner-operator said. I feel like we should be able to grow pretty good. I mean, right now, with the COVID, it's not affecting us. I mean, our rates are they're real good right now. I mean, with the fuel coming up, that, that bumps the rate up a little bit, but we're getting additional money on it. So. So far, I don't see a problem. I mean, the next five years, I feel like there'll be a lot of growth if we keep this trend. So it's not, it's not bad. On the subject of electric drive and other alternative powertrains, Driscoll echoed small fleet owner Marty to an extent, but he also brought it all back to the potential threat of autonomous or remote operated equipment on the trucking businesses of today. I don't know. My, from my perspective, I don't. I think that's going to be a real slow transition because you know to have somebody in a truck that, you know, I guess they're trying to do them like remotely, and you know, there's a lot of stuff that we do that can't be operated like that. So I don't really feel a threat or anything like that. Uh, I think the DEF trucks for now, you know, they're gonna they're gonna be around a while. Next, Matt Cole spoke to this small fleet operator out of Missouri, now working with five owner operators under his authority and who ultimately, like plenty of others at Super Rigs, look forward to the next several years opportunity to grow. My name is Gary Jones. This is my truck, the low budget lounge. It's 07 feet. We pull uh, oversized loads coast to coast. Uh, the name of my trucking company is SPB Trucking. All right, where are y'all based out of? Uh, we're based out of Lawson, Missouri, a little farm town north of Kansas City. Jones Company specializes in oversize and overweight work with this big bunk tractor, sporting a 132-inch ARI sleeper and more. All over the place. We specialize in the bigger the better. We run out of Southern California quite a bit, out into Michigan for the automakers. Okay. So we haul, we specialize in like crated machinery. We'll haul anything, but that's our gig is crated machinery for the automakers. Yeah. 
How does having um, a big bunk work with, you know, have, doing heavier haul stuff, to, does it affect? Well, it really don't. I mean, I, I'm so overweight all the time anyway, I permit all everything. So okay. it really don't matter. I'm yeah. about 3,000 pounds heavier than I was, and I could permit it. So yeah. it cost me a little bit, I guess, over the year. Right. But it's worth the comfort. Yeah. Good deal. Well, um, you know, the last year was it was a struggle for some people and, and other people thrive. What you know? What did you guys see in your business? Uh, last year was a good year for us. I mean, we really didn't slow down. We kept building cool trucks and we kept working. I mean, COVID didn't really affect us in any way. Yeah. Uh, we stayed out there trucking. Good deal. Um, you know, just kind of looking ahead over you know the short term future, next you know three five years. Where do you see business going? Man, I see it. Uh, the way it is right now, we're probably going to be double the size in the next 12 months, I would say. Awesome. I mean, we've been just, I picked up a lot of new contracts and it's its getting crazy. Yeah. How many trucks are you running now? Uh, right now we've got five owner operators and I've got seven of my own trucks. I've got 15 of my own trailers. Okay. So I lease out trailers to guys that come work for me. So. Okay. Tell me your name, where you're based out of and, and a little bit about the truck. All right, my name is Mike Wilkinson. Uh, it's a 2020 Kenworth T680. I'm from Ontario, Canada. It's a Pack R 510 and 18-speed transmission, 355 rear ends. Owner-operator Wilkinson was out at the show with an aerodynamic rig, attempting to provide a bit of a corner-turning example with the sloped hood show vehicle amongst all of those right angles. My first truck I bought was yellow and I kind of stuck with that. When I ordered the new one I wanted to do something a little different so I decided to try a narrow truck and do things that I hadn't seen as many guys doing yet. So I have a low profile step deck. I do a lot of farm machinery and oversize, overdimensional. So yeah. You haul across Canada US? I do. Load in Canada, come down to the US somewhere, deliver, reload to go back to Ontario. Wilkinson struck a bit of a different tone than the upbeat tenor of much of what Cole heard at Super Rigs when it comes to the immediate future of his platform freight work. I'm hoping things are going to get a little bit busier. I mean, right now with everything going on, it's been hit or miss, but uh, it's been steady, so I'm just hoping it'll continue through and be able to stay busy. And then on the subject of alternative powertrains and likely increasingly autonomous operations, Wilkinson delivered a tried and true message. Personally, I think I'm going to stick with what I know and kind of what, you know, old school kind of whatever, but uh, I'm just, when, maybe when that develops a little further and I'm just not a huge fan at the moment, but. All right, you can just drop that in your pocket or hold on to it, whatever's most comfortable for you. You'll stand in front of the truck there. Okay. JR Slugger, uh, I own Lifetime Nut Covers. We build chrome accessories for semis. We do all the plastic chrome accessories. We do about 960 different parts. Uh, build aluminum accessories. Anything for a semi, basically, is what we take care of. And Slugger do. was on hand at Super Rig showing a special 1985 Kenworth cab over. Regular readers probably recall seeing pictures of with Cole's contemporaneous coverage of the show in July. Uh, it's a 1985 K100E. Uh, we bought the truck from a good friend of ours. Um, had a rollback on it. We stripped the rollback and just took it down to the bare frame and uh, restored it from there. Okay. What year did you buy it? Uh, we bought it two, two and a half years ago. Uh, we ran it for like the first year. We got rid of the rollback and then we made it hook up to trailers. And we were pulling grain hoppers in and out of the fields and uh, took some loads out to Indiana with it. Uh, just trying to work out any quirks before we actually built the truck and 
uh, kind of went from there, I guess. Uh, basically, the only reason why I wanted to build it is my dad started trucking in a K100. Uh, and I always rode around one when I was a little kid, and I just always thought they were cool and thought I just had to build one, I guess. It's a special rig, no doubt. And Schlugger walked us through the details of all the work put in. Stay tuned for a video talk through it in the coming weeks. In addition to the custom parts business, he runs a nine-truck fleet, including this K100E. All last fall, we hauled grain with it. Uh, we hauled some loads out to Indiana, Louisville, uh, stuff here and there with our curtain side step deck. Um, otherwise, a lot of grain hauling is what we use it for. Okay. Uh, we haul our parts up to Phillips, Wisconsin a lot, too. I have two B model Kenworths. Uh, the rest of them are old A models, and we have two needle nose Kenworths. This is, this is the only cab over that we own, but... Okay. Oh, to me, truck. I think our business is actually just, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger every year. Um, a lot of people with the restrictions that they're putting on the newer trucks are actually, they're dragging old trucks out and they're building old trucks um, just to kind of get around some of the rules and the regulations. And not a lot of people like, nobody likes to be forced to do something. So they go their own route and that's kind of the way our family's always been. I mean, you don't tell us what to do, we do what we want. And uh, I think the older truck industry is actually going to come back and it's going to be bigger than ever. The one big thing I like old trucks is you can turn a wrench on them. You don't have to have a laptop to fix them. and uh, it, That's the big thing to me. If you can't work on it, you shouldn't own it. I mean, if people are driving around in vehicles, they don't know how they operate or how they run. And it, it's a nice feeling going down the road. And it's like, well, if something goes on or something breaks, I can get out of the truck and grab a wrench and I can fix mostly anything myself. Uh, huge for people that are owner operators and small trucking fleets because towing bills are horrendous right now so I mean if it would just be better to have a fleet that you can work on yourself yeah. and new stuff it's just too advanced for a lot of people and I think that's that's gonna be a downfall for that it's a familiar note to end there on no doubt it's also true that plenty of owners are investing time and energy in meeting the technological advancement right where it is with their own knowledge as alternative powertrains get to where they begin to make sense for more over-the-road operations assuming they do it could be a measure of simplicity there, ultimately, particularly in the electric drive side. It might seem familiar to folks like Schlugger and Dave Marty. We're probably still a ways from that yet, though, as most of these owners animated. Time will tell. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. It's produced by me, Todd Dills, with no small amount of support from news editor Matt Cole, who we heard from today, of course, social media coordinator Holly Young, the great contributing writer and singer-songwriter Long Haul Paul Marhofer, and executive editor Alex Lockie. Until next time, keep it pro out there.